the whole idea of like it's people who are stone cold wrestling fans who are like, oh, he's a part time champion, blah 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 blah. I don't care about y'all. Yeah, I said it. Hey, what's good, folks? You're listening to the Slam Bros Show. It's, of course, your boy, the Bowman12L, coming live and direct from the Sunshine State, Florida. And I'm joined by the skeptic, Illawasi. Illa, Illa, what's good? Man, it's all lovely on my end, as usual. What's happening, Bowman? What's happening, Slam Brethren? This is our 45th, 50th episode? The 45th, 50th celebration. Mama, I made it. So it's a celebration until five episodes later when we celebrate again? We celebrate again. So we're going to need some ideas for our next 50th (laughs) celebration. So so let us know uh, some celebration ideas, Slam Brethren. What it do, Bowman? Let's get it cracking. Yo, it's not every day you get to celebrate your 50th episode of the podcast. And then five episodes later, celebrate right your 50th again. episode you gotta, again. Yeah. That's what makes the Slam Bro so special. You know, it's extra special for those who've been rocking with us for that that five, five episode interim. You know, we switch hit the change up. Only a few people know the secret language of the 45th, 50th, and what that means. What that what that means, though. <laughs> those, that secret coded language. And for those that been here since day zero, yo, we got we got to thank the homies, man. Yo, so uh, yo, shout out to Mega Ram. No Being doubt, day no one, doubt. You know, shout out to my friend Joshua Williamson. Yo, coming through with the flash, the flash goods. Yo, shout out to Chico Leo. Most Sat definitely. down and watched some uh, Lucha Underground with us. Yeah, big shouts to Chico. Shout out to uh, Teak Hall, holding it down for the Slam Bros. We appreciate and respect that. Just scoping it down to run a lot of shows. Yo, shout out to the Fifth Avenue Chef. Came in, did some co-hosting when Illa was locked down. Our main man, Kevito Clark. Big shouts to you, sir. Yo, big shouts to OK Player. Yo, Andreas Halley and Kale Dansby. Shout out to the Corner Pod, Mutual Wrestling Love, collab and, coming in the future. And of course, shout out to the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion, Booker T, sucker. Y'all can't tell, but I had the hand out too. I was doing that. <laughs> Yo. I, I can count. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Buddha. Always coming through with the corrections. Don't refer to him as uh, the Miz. Buddha will let you know real quick. That's Mike from the real world. Shout out to Buddha. Mike from the real world. Yo, shout out to to uh, Just Jeff. Man, these people, I love these cats come through with the retweets and the comments on the SoundCloud. Yo, oh, shout out to yeah. Yo, shout out to Jeff. Yo, shout out to uh, Stan O'Mac. Holding down SoundCloud as well. And of course, the Red Baron. Yo, holding it down. Yo, shout out to the Triple D. Of course, of course. And Busy J, 
always with the dropping little jewels in the Twitter verse. All right, shouts to uh, Latissa, who's holding us down both on Twitter and on SoundCloud. So uh, yeah, double dipping. I like it. I like yeah. it. You know, that's yeah. like a uh, you know scratching your back and rubbing your stomach at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, right? Big shout outs to Eric Yo, with a to- K. Eric with the K. Put some respect on that K. <laughs> respect. Respect it. Yo. Yo, shout out to our friends up north. Our Canadian. Shows up every Raw and SmackDown. Daniel Silverthorne. Thanks for holding down the homies on SoundCloud and on Twitter. And of course, Esquire. Spelled choir. Because he's fresh like that. <laughs> That's a fucking dope way of, of putting that shit out there. I like that. Not a squire, but choir. That's what's up. You gotta get these puns in here, man. Yo, shout out to Sandro holding us down on the SoundCloud. And of course, Chotao Red. That'd be a dope ass video game character. Yeah, it would be, right? He sounds like he's coming out of Mortal Kombat. Like- a killer instinct or something like that. Yeah, hell yeah. I like that name. <laughs> Yo, shout out to EB Gamer. Long time. I think I think he's been here since like uh episode zero. I'm telling you, he he know about the 45th, 50th. Uh <laughs> definitely got a shout out uh Arkea 0213. So also um uh, yo DJ Little T. Who's holding it down on the SoundCloud, keeping us correct? I mean, all the while, you know, we 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 peeping the SoundCloud, man. We gotta we gotta interact more. That's that's my fault, cause I had like multiple SoundCloud accounts, so I get confused sometimes. I'm trying to log in, I get frustrated by that bullshit. So that's my bad to all my SoundCloud peoples, cause I'm pretty good for commenting on shit, but too many accounts fucking me up. Got too many. Yo, so shout out to DJ Little T, man. Shout out to Black Dynamite MC. Yo, keeping us correct, man. Yo, keep it coming, man. We see you on Twitter. We see you on the SoundCloud. We got you, homie. Thanks for the support. Of course, you also got... uh, Who you uh, got? Brandon J. Yo, Brandon J. What's good, homie? Appreciate the love. Oh, I got to send a shout out to my man, Zip Squad Jihad on Twitter. You know, always with the repeat, uh, the retweet action. He drop a little, some comments and you know, uh, other uh, tomfoolery. As he clapping at these wrestlers, entertaining me. <laughs> All right, and we also got yo Jay Wilson. Shout out to you. You know, I no appreciate the love. Doubt. Yo, man, definitely from the bottom of our black hearts, or at least my black heart, Bowman has a heart of gold. But uh, definitely want to thank you for listening to us talk shit and swallow spit on this wrestling hit. We have a lot of fun, and we hope you have fun with us as we do it, giving you that alternative perspective from uh, people of color. You know how WWE does with people of color. You know how much love and respect they have for people of color. <laughs> I know they don't. <laughs> uh, hey, we couldn't have done 45, 
50 episodes without y'all. If we forgot anybody, you know it wasn't personal. We have another anniversary coming up. So we got you. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. All right, all right. So let's get into it, man. It's been a busy week on Raw and Smack Us Down. But uh, before we get to that, let's dig into the dirt. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. (laughs) So, Rey Mysterio, this seems to be a story that never ends. Is still in talks with the uh, WWE. Of course, made her a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble. Looking cut, looking fresh. Was that black and yellow gear? Where was Wiz Khalifa to make a cameo when you needed him? Black Dang. and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. But uh, it's... Most of the conversation has been uh, not iffy, but uh, when. We returning to the WWE. Uh, he was at an indie show and he had a partial rotator tear i think that's the injury reports are saying i thought and it was a muscle tear a bicep tear or something something some partial tear now it wasn't significant but yeah, still in negotiations. Like yeah they've been talking for a while coming back i i think mysterio wants a light schedule yeah doesn't want full time mysterio not trying to give up them uh them panties he's not trying to give up those the tights to WWE. You know, but I mean, like... He's like, how do you, fuck y'all, pay me. How do you not, like, give, like, Mysterio, like, a, a part-time contract? You know? I'm not saying, like, pay him like Brock Lesnar. But he comes in, pops a crowd every now and then, disappears. Jericho has a pretty relaxed schedule when he comes through. And I think it would enable other performers to do things like this. I mean, Batista has been open for a while saying like hey i i would like to come back this is the type of schedule i would want to do but she's just saying hey while i you know i i co-star in hit movies my movie career isn't popping like that and i need something else to do with this time so i can cash these chicks that's what batista's saying now i would say his i don't know i would argue that his, his he's got a pretty fine career like batista does not need to wrestle I don't you think he just, needs to wrestle either. I think he just wants to. He just loves the business. You know? I don't, I don't, Yo, he put over Daniel Bryan and tapped out at WrestleMania. So what? You know, took two pins to the shield. Okay. But I like Batista. I don't think he would not do that. You know, he seems like he's about the, about the, the, like, yeah. Doing the right thing just as a stand up dude. But I don't know if he just, like, loves WWE like that, though. And I don't think that he has to. I mean, I respect a motherfucker who doesn't love WWE. Barack Lesnar. <laughs> but I know my thing B- is like, Batista about those chicks. You know, my, my thing is like, yo, cut Kinda Mysterio like, like, you know, a part-time contract. You don't need Mysterio full-time. You have a pretty packed roster right now. But, like, he does bring a legacy and a... Uh, like yeah. just an atmosphere that yeah. you're just not gonna have without him you know yeah it shouldn't so. take i mean mysterio should just you know like i said they should do seasons but also the legends um 
Mysterio shows up. He brings high energy, and he does his thing. You know, so they definitely he should, he could at least do a Jericho schedule where he comes in, does his thing for a couple months, puts somebody over, and he's out. You know, doing whatever he's trying to do with the rest of his time and his life. But you know, so who knows how WWE is going behind the scenes with their contract? It's probably just the um, the injury is probably the big holdup. Just want to see, you know, before we try to cut this check for you, how you gonna hold up? How much? How much? How can we monetize you? How much use can we get out of you? That's probably what's going on. Yo, so I guess this is a continuation of a previous story. Uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about the retirement of one Mark Henry, and then Mark Henry came back and said he wasn't retired. Well, now he's in the hall. Of, I almost said he's in the hall of pain, right? But <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, he was announced as the the final entry of this year's hall. I, you know, what? I shouldn't jump the gun and say. It's still like two weeks, so there could be more people. But as far as we know right now, he's the final entry in this year's uh, Hall of Fame for the WWE. So, Ella, how you feeling? I mean, I like Mark Henry. I still think he got something left in the tank. I'm still, I'm still upset that they didn't give him another title run and let him beat the brakes off of John. Ugh, I'm not even gonna finish that. All right, my question is... Hashtag fuck John Cena. At the actual Hall of Fame ceremony, does he come out in the salmon suit? <laughs> Hell no, he's not going to do that. <laughs> if, if he did that, that would be the... That would be the ultimate work. That would be awesome. If he comes out and is like... And gives another rousing, I still got more left in the tank speech. That would be bananas. And I, I'm here for it. Because Mark Henry, when he was a lot, when it, it's something about the salmon suit that brings it out of him. You know, so if I see the salmon suit, I smell shenanigans and, and another match. You know, but if he comes out in like a regular tux, he just takes it serious. I think that'd be dope. <laughs> so I mean, like, yo, I mean, I Mark Henry, left in the tank. He, like the only other wrestler that has been employed as long as Henry has been the Undertaker. And Undertaker's career is is what it is, and um, yo, he's it was fucking late. his career up and fucking up his legacy. It was it was late in Mark Henry's career that the WWE truly recognized the the talent that they had with him. Um, wish we had more time. The Hall of Pain run was something else, though, man. The Hall of Pain run, him busting through cages, putting people through tables. It was just vicious, man. Like, if I saw the network, just go back. Was that Hall of Pain? Was that 010? Not 010. I was uh, 2011. It's like uh, 2010, 2011. That hall, just go watch Hall of Pain. You'd be like, man, Mark Henry's unstoppable. You know, uh, even even some of the stuff right before Hall of Pain, like uh, before ECW went out, he was really starting to like refine the character when he's ECW champion. Uh, you know, they were kind of low key doing good work on that show, but no one watched it because it was ECW and sci-fi. Like I didn't even watch it. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Cause it was ECW on Sci-Fi, and like Thursdays at like ten p.m. Man, like, 
Like homies had people had things to do. But um we say that to say this. Congratulations to Mark Henry. Um just even outside of wrestling, man, you've just been an inspiring individual uh to a lot of people. And um like you're well respected in in your business and outside for good reason. So you deserve it. Yeah, Mark Henry is cooler than a motherfucker. So I like hanging out with him. I uh I'm at the I wanted to see if I could get him in for the mania episode, but I'm not sure. Yeah, he'll be he's traveling be and like traveling. <clears throat> it would be difficult. I mean it's hard to, you know, to uh to I mean, get Hall of Fame weekend, man. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, like yeah. Yeah. Unless so. you could run into him down there in New Orleans. No. <laughs> but um yeah so i, I just i'm kind of it's one of those frustrating things because he had talent and he had charisma and he had um a good sense of humor and there was like a lot left that could have been mined with him and so they kind of to me only scratched a, he had a good career and he's happy but it's like they only scratched the surface to me of what they really had with them because of the way WWE is as a company you know because they they go for that that certain look and that certain physique and then they weren't while they they would hire minorities they weren't giving them that same kind of push and shine except for rare cases um but I, but and half of his his issues his, his worth him I mean he had to overcome his own um attitudes towards uh working out and things of that nature because there's a classic story of you know the rock inviting him to go work out and go to train and mark henry was like fuck that you know he kind of blew it off you know and the rock went because he just rock took it serious like like my job is to look good my job is to be in shape my job is to you know to to do these things and mark henry didn't really learn that lesson until later um so, you know, some of the stuff, some of it was his doing because he had opportunity and the, the WWE obviously loved him. But when he had that Hall of Pain run and when he beat um, whoever it was, I just remember him beating the brakes off Randy Orton. Uh, but I don't think that's, that's not who he won the title from. <clears throat> no, he did. He did. But he, he had. from Randy Orton and all the people in the crowd were shocked, legitimately shocked. Like, oh my God, Randy won. There's like crying white girls. Yeah. Is, yeah, I don't know, but I not necessarily you know quiet white girls are a bad thing. It's just like that's who the WWE zoomed in on. Like, yeah, but I just think that they could have <laughs> they could have tapped that well one more time, and I think that that whole salmon suit scene encounter would have been a good way to do it because that was so unexpected, and they just they just missed opportunities. So many, you know, they always do that. It's like so much stuff that could potentially be great. WWE will just kind of missed the boat on but he's had a great career it'll be great to see him get inducted into the hall of fame um i'm curious to see who he would select to induct him that would be interesting so who do you guys think uh slam bros who do you think is going to induct mark Henry into the hall of fame i mean farouk would be an easy choice ron simmons even the rock you know would be a, a interesting choice maybe good old jr so i'm real curious to see who the, who the slam bros think is going to induct mark Henry into the hall of fame what else we got in the, in the in the dirt sheets here? Um. Well, rumor is that the WWE would like to. Yeah, I know there's a lot of Ring of Honor stuff going on, but I'm kind of because SuperCard Honor's coming up and they're finishing up that card and whatnot. But I'm kind of behind a couple of weeks, so um, my bad, folks. Yo, 
the Golden Lovers versus the, you know, the Jacksons. This, this is going to be dope. It's going to be goat. Uh, and then also you got, like, Cody versus Omega coming up. But more on that on Twitter. What we do have, we have some shenanigans. Wouldn't it be dirt sheet without WWE shenanigans? And the latest shenanigans that we're hearing is that they're trying to turn Bailey heel. And my whole thing is, why don't they turn Sasha heel? Because that's just naturally who her character is. Like the whole, this doesn't, oh my God. It's like they take all their character work and say, hey, you know what would be interesting if we just like throw all that out the way and, you know, go this direction. Um, Sometimes the solution to bad character work isn't just turn them heel. I'm going to go back to my hashtag, hashtag not my Bailey. All right. But uh, it's true that sometimes they kind of give the heels in WWE a little bit more uh, logical room. They're more logically con- uh, consistent. It's a storytelling. Heels in WWE, they always kind of treat baby faces as aloof. But some characters... Now, Sami Zayn's work, right? Sami Zayn was... Like, his whole NXT character was like... He couldn't really succeed because he didn't have that... That extra vicious nature to push it where he needed to push it. You know, you, know, you had to be a little, a little hard... To succeed, but he was over. He was able to overcome that and become NXT champion. But then his, uh, you know, his his caring nature got the best of him when his best friend Kevin Owen, you know, destroyed him. Like, but now he's on SmackDown and Shane McMahon, uh, you know, pushed him over the limit, and he now he's you know a a, a, a ska listening, sarcastically laughing, jogging dancing to the ring asshole but even still you see that conflict in sammy's emotions which we'll get to like on smackdown man but bailey bailey the whole thing is like yo she's the ultimate good girl like you know she tries hard she tries to be friends with everybody and um represents you know all that's good she's got the inflatable things uh the inflatable arm nothing whatever the, the car salesman shit man what do you call those things she's got those guys um their problem with bailey's character on raw Turning her heel will not fix necessarily those problems. And you're still going to have a situation where Sasha Banks, who uh, is doing multiple heel stuff oftentimes, like, I don't know, throwing your best friend off the goddamn Elimination Chamber pod, is supposed to walk around like a baby face. But Bailey's the one? Bailey's the one going heel? I'm all for Bailey going heel because they need to do something with her. She's tired right now. She makes a good baby face, but the whole will she, won't she with Sasha Banks is just tired, you know, and so they need to do something to freshen her up. But also, um, Sasha is just more over than Bailey, and Sasha is just, she's naturally more kind of hillish by nature, but she still gets that baby face pop because people love her and want her to succeed. Speaking about Sasha, Bailey gets love, but she don't get that Sasha love. So they need to just do something with her in terms of just to freshen up her character. And then they can kind of turn her back, um, back to face, and really grow her further from there. 
But she just needs that, you know, she's one of those characters that just needs that nice heel turn just to um, grow her character. So good for her if they actually go through it and do it. But mm. All right. Well, we'll see. It's apparently this storyline is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a long time in the making. It's not going to be a, um, a, a sudden change. It's going to be. One that builds over time. So if they handle it right, all right. If they, all right. But if they don't, they probably won't. All right. So, Illa, it wouldn't be the 45th, 50th episode of the Slam Bros without our longest running segment. <laughs> How has he managed to do it again? <laughs> Because he is the most interesting man in pro wrestling. Las Aventuras, pay Alberto Albatron, he is sus amigos. When we last left our hero, he was politicking his way, possibly into a return to the WWE, even stopping by the offices in Connecticut. But today, we have a follow-up to a story from months ago, from one Alberto El Patron. Uh, so, man, a couple of months ago, like uh, Alberto was uh, gave an interview in Mexico, and he's like, "Hey, uh, my good friend Manny." Who is uh on who's known as Andreas Almas in NXT? Um, he was talking about how he was unhappy in NXT at the time because how he's being used. And Alberto says he convinced Manny um to continue to work for the company that uh you know there would be a good fit for him and he needed to stay focused and stick to being a luchador and everything would work out in the end. Well, now Andreas is the NXT. Uh, world champion, and him and Johnny Gargano put on one of the best Gargano. matches. Gargano, Gargano, uh, put on one of the best wrestling matches of the year, and you know he's looking like a legit champion. We have confirmation from Almas himself that it was true. Alberto called him up and convinced him to stay, and uh, he's glad he's got a friend in Alberto. Can give us some good advice. Yeah, it's interesting to hear um, Alberto really kind of speaking, and this is before he started working the deal, but trying to encourage Andrade to stay in the WWE and get those chicks, you know, mm-hmm. plus, you know, stay with the hot valet because she's the hot valet. But uh, it was actually pretty good advice from Alberto. I mean, it's. I don't, you know, and sometimes you can give better advice than you can actually take because, you know, Alberto had his issues with the big nose men. <laughs> so it's cool. And we're all the better for it because Andrade puts on some pretty great matches. So I don't know if Alberto had this insight in the future, but like back during September, Alberto was drunk on like Instagram talking about like fighting dudes, big nose men. And him and Paige was doing all type of nonsense. So this this seems like at that point in time, 
this wasn't the redemption Alberto we currently know. All right. <laughs> so I don't know if I don't know how Alberto's working his magic over here that he somehow had the foresight to know that this would come back now at this time when he's politicking to try and be a new, better Alberto. Some advice he said in September. It's not relevant now here in March. Um I don't know, man. This redemption tour, man. I could not write this. Could not write this, man. Like, this man was crazy. He was crazy. Fighting everybody. Wanted to start telenovelas. Which that's apparently supposed to be happening. The man's got executive producer credit. All right. When the telenovela starts, not this one, but the other Alberto telenovela starts. You know, you'll find out here. On the Slam Bros show. Alright. And uh and now he's on this redemption tour, man, doing community service, you know, giving people advice, paying his taxes on time. Like, what's going on? Uh, so but yo, and look, we got we gotta thank Alberto. We couldn't do the fiftieth episode, the forty fifth, fiftieth episode without thanking Alberto. Right? Because yeah, he's so- been here for like how many? I mean, Alberto Del Rio has actually been holding it down. He's given us some premium content. So, you know, much to my dismay and chagrin, I must uh, I must give Alberto his props. Because he has managed, by hook or by crook, to make it into the last however many episodes of the Slam Bro Show. A long-time listeners know... Originally, he didn't even have intro or exit music for his segment. He's got his own damn segment. I mean, you know, Alberto was on the El Patron is on the upgrade. He got some fly theme music too on the slam, bro. Y'all just heard that theme music. You know it's jamming. So Alberto came up. Let's see what happens, man. <laughs> when we surf, when we first me. started with the story with the knife and him getting stabbed, there was no music, no cue, no name. Now he's got a, he's got he's like two seasons in now. We got characters. We got we got an entire story arc. <laughs> I mean, you know, there you go. It's Alberto, so we'll find out more next time. Raw opened up with something Illa was extremely happy with. Um, Roman Reigns getting beat down by Brock Lesnar. Um, put some respect on that man's name. It's Brock <laughs> Lesnar. <laughs> and of course, the 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 classic cornball uh, WWE superstar faces down a security moments. Where it's like we all know that these are like some kind of low rate, uh, uh, dark match wrestlers in uniforms. Hey, you're people from Texas too. Hey, Pretend to be U.S. Marshals. Okay, so I was like, damn, man, like this is all right. My joke on Twitter was like, like they were forcing me to feel bad for Reigns because here's a minority being harassed and arrested by the police for little or no justification, right? So, but. They couldn't even have. They couldn't even let me have my woke moment for a second with Reigns because then he went and put his hands on the marshals. I was like, "Damn, man! Now you give him a justifiable cause, bro. 
you doing reigns? Have you not read like the new Jim Crow? Have you not read Black Codes? Have you not seen the Thirteenth? Don't put hands on the police, Rome. Like, all right, but whatever. So I, I couldn't even feel bad for him because Roman was stupid. Also, Roman did not wear his suit of armor. His attack power is down on Raw. I mean, he so he had on. a defense minus twelve. Yeah. How, how, how much is that defense? Is it plus Yo, fifty or plus? That body armor is at least like fifteen, at least plus fifteen. Got, you know what I'm saying? Like it, shots don't go through. Remember Kevin Owens tried slapping him in the chest last year, and he and he hurt himself. Like <laughs> it's plus on block. Like damn. Like <laughs> wow. But for whatever reason. The arrogance of Roman Reigns decided to show up to work without his safety vest. I know. He, <laughs> he thought he could show up and talk trash to the U.S. Marshals. So, I mean, I thought he was going to be the, you know, he's going to uh, break out the handcuffs and, you know, do some yeah, super Roman cool. crap. Yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no. In a, in a sweet twist, I heard that great theme music, that dun. Dun, 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 dun. And I knew an ass whooping was on his way to the ring. And lo and behold, the beast incarnate delivered an ass whooping. He beateth Roman down. And it was lovely. It was a wondrous thing to behold. As Roman just took that ass whooping, ate those chair shots like they were chiclets, and of course, finished off with an F5 dessert. As he tasted the canvas. You had to love it, Slam Bros. You had to love it. That was so, excellent. Uh, that my was thing excellent. is, like, Roman Reigns is actually kind of, maybe that's his specialty, getting his ass kicked on a stretcher. Because remember, <laughs> I think Braun Strowman did it better. That first Roman Reigns beat down. Like, yeah, I mean, he threw his stretcher off, like, off the bloating dog. All right. <laughs> and then he came back and flipped the ambulance. <laughs> You know, but I mean that's what I loved about this because I was like they strap. When I saw him get strapped into the uh, stretcher, I was like, I'm just sitting there. Let him come back out. 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 And of course, he came back out and tossed him around some more. <laughs> I know th- they wanted to get Brock some heat. Now, I've I've heard and seen some other wrestling commentators say that the segment worked and it got some negative heat on Brock Lesnar. But from my personal experience, from uh, what I saw catching up on Raw, is people were loving Reigns getting his ass kicked. So, I mean, what were you thinking? You think it, like there's going to be some sympathy for Roman Reigns about his beatdown? You think people are actually feeling bad for him? Or did they enjoy seeing that ass get kicked? No, they were chanting, you deserve it. <laughs> That's what made it hilarious. It was like, you deserve it. I was like, wow. It was because initially he came down, it was some cheers, a little booze, rock, whatever. But then when he started beating him down, you deserve it. <laughs> and then he left. And when he came back, they started cheering again. It was like, that's what it's supposed to be. That's the thing. Brock is at his best when he is just the pure bad guy. I still remember him tossing a dude down a flight of stairs. Like, it wasn't Mick Foley. It was, like, the, the kid with the one leg or whatever. I mean, like, if you're going to have a heel, have him do some villainous shit. And Brock has done a lot of villainous shit. So I love it. I mean, let him do what he does. 
the whole idea of like it's people who are stone cold wrestling fans who are like oh he's a part-time champion blah 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 i don't care about y'all yeah i said it <laughs> let brock be evil that's what he's great at i mean you know if you're the champion you know it's worst ways you could do it uh what what was my man's name back in the kevin nash he had a great little run where he was like i'm not a fighting champion like look that back up on uh the 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 brand that shall not be named but he was like i'm not a fighting champion that's not what i do so i mean i love it like brock comes out when it's showtime when when it's money time that's when brock pops up and wwe is actually limiting him because they changed his character to have more of the ufc type style so whereas before they build him as the kind of um world-class athlete and and wrestler and you know emphasize more of that they've changed his style up and you know to protect him a little bit more so he still delivers the pound ground and pound beat down but you know that's what it is. Like I'm a beast. I'm a, I'm a Hulk. This is what I do. I just I smash. I destroy. And that's what Roman Reigns got a taste of. Good on you. Bully you, WWE. Bully bully. I don't. Know. We got the latest rumors saying that um after Mania, a uh, Roman's in a in a feud with Samoa Joe, which you know. Yo, yes. Respect. Let Roman unass that title to Samoa Joe. I like it. In fact, that'd be the greatest. Roman wins the title at Mania, and the next night, Samoa Joe comes out and beats that ass. But the thing is, the problem is, they're going to feed Samoa Joe to Roman. They're going to feed, yeah. And they're probably going to let Roman rock with that belt for a little while, and they don't need to. They need to let Samoa Joe get his run, because Samoa Joe is the perfect heel he can talk on the mic he's a great wrestler he has a great you know move set he has the charisma and he has the necessary evil that i like in my heels yo just walk around anybody anybody anyone listening just walk around like samoa joe see if people don't look at you differently they're gonna they're gonna stop they're gonna like whoa just i, I do walk beat. around like samoa just, joe just, <laughs> And then there's like a little kid on a skateboard who rolls up playing my theme music. <laughs> All right, so people get it. You get it. You get it. It's gonna be a whole different um, reality. You just walk around with some mojo, and then just throw a towel around your neck. It ain't gonna be the same. You could be in a suit. Just throw the towel around your neck, and people are gonna know what time it is. Um. But, yo, we're not going to go through all Raw. Let's just go through some of the big points of Raw. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickie James are now BFS again, and they're shitting on Nia Jax um, because I guess we got Nia Jax versus Nikki J- uh, not Mickie James, uh, Alexa coming up from Mania. I guess Nia's finally going to get that belt. But it seems they are touching on some things. Like, I, why is – let me organize my thoughts So I'm kind of just rambling right now. First thing, why the hell is Nia Jax just screaming? I thought she's doing just screaming. I know she's mad. Say my. She's uh, mad. Say my. But can't she just like put some respect on Nia Bene? Like yeah, can't she just uh, give her like yo I'm gonna kill you face? She doesn't necessarily need to scream. 
you know, get all primal. Just put that murder face back on. Let her, you know, when's the last time they let Nia just powerbomb someone into, into hell? Just like, hasn't. Not in a while. All right? Yo, that, the, the classic Nia moment, of course, is when she tossed old girl. Yo, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was classy, yo. She's dead. I don't know. Like, the WWE always goes, like, these, these places with their women. Like, so Alexa's like, oh, Nia, she's insecure, and she's a plus-size model, and she's ugly, and no one loved her. And she's saying, like, ah... Like, yo, that's real bitchy. But it's like, that's always bitchy. Like. But that, that works for Alexa's character. Yeah, it does. Like, that's Nye, who she Nye is. I should respond like, I'm going to murder you. Not like, Aah! Like, I don't need her screaming. Uh, I get that. I mean, it's the old. They're trying to play into the um, the idea that people realize that they're best friends and that kind of betrayal type of thing. But I like Nia when she's just a calmer, like you're saying, a calmer force of nature who just goes around destroying people. That's when she's really at her best. You know, she just displays the power of the athleticism and kicks people ass. So I'm curious to see, because it looks like they're building toward an Alexa-Naya mania match. Um, I'm hoping Naya gets the belt, but, you know, hashtag WWE logic. And <laughs> they're, you know, she might catch that Booker T fade. And that's oh, just, man. That's oh, just man. no bueno. Damn, fuck, man. You might remind me of that. Yeah, you know, she deserves a belt, and they might give it a Booker T fade. That's just sad. Nah, 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 but she's The Rock's cousin, though. True. True. That's like, that's like having, you know, a Phoenix Down potion. You about to be out. Doo-doo, caught The Rock. Back in the game. Yeah, that is. That <laughs> does give her the one up on Booker T. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, so the, the latest rumor is like Braun Strowman, he needs to have a WrestleMania partner. Uh, that they're actually going to give him a partner, but they're going to save it up until WrestleMania. I think the crazier thing would be if like Braun Strowman run the t- won the tag team titles by himself. That would be so fucking dumb. It it would be, and that's why it'd be great wrestling. Great wrestling gimmicks are so fucking dumb. King Booker. King Booker. Come on. But that stemmed from the King of the Ring tournament. He just took it to an illogical conclusion. Other people were King of the Ring, and they were like, yeah, that's that's, that's such and such. He's King of the Ring. The New Day. So positive that they were heels. Fucking positivity box. We got to get in this box, JoJo. The positivity box. (laughs) Why are you here? It's like, yeah. yeah, so Naya All versus right. Alexis should be pretty interesting. Ah, it should be. See what how else is uh, interesting on Raw. Uh Sasha Bailey stuff. That was uh, Sasha Bailey stuff happened. Uh Revival defeated Tyler's worldwide. They still haven't gotten uh watched her face uh, an iPad yet. Something to take her stats on. They need to. Alright. That's why they can't win. All right, Dana Brooke, she can't calculate fast enough to actually come up with a plan for these fools to win because she's having to do long division. All right, and she's got to watch the match, get you know, calculate these stats by hand, correlate. I don't know how many legal pads she's got all in like you know, three minutes. 
she can't come up with a viable strategic uh, uh, strategy at that point. They need to get her on iPad so you can actually have all the notes in one nation in one location, save it to the cloud. So whenever they go to different cities, she'll be prepared. And status worldwide will be uh, as a brand. They'll be showing investors that they are tech savvy and are preparing for a diverse work environment and a uh, uh, more technological enhanced future. But if their lead statistician is walking around legal pad, I'm not buying it, man. Not buying it, Titus. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they are the affirmative action squad. So they've managed to start pulling themselves together. Um, and now they have a, you know, white secretary. So I guess that gives them legitimacy. <laughs> Such a sad commentary in this year. Yo, but she can do flips though, man. She can, and she also does long division on the notepad. They've got to <laughs> upgrade her, you know. They gonna have to do something. <laughs> Titus Yo, Worldwide needs to improve the brand. Yo, shout out to Dana Brooks though, man. I like people don't give that girl enough respect. Like she's like, like no, she's not like the best wrestler out there, but like she enjoys what she does. And um, Oscar did knock knock her out that one time, and she completely had memory loss, which is. Like, she went wonderful. up against the Empress. Watch your nugget. <laughs> That's what that is. Red man told him years ago, when I come around, you watch your nugget. So that's what that is, Dana Brooke. So you go eat that, eat that L and go holler at Titus and them. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to we got we're gonna talk Daniel Bryan. On SmackDown, because pretty much yeah, no, 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 no. Really you can't, about. you can't finish off Raw without but talking about Ultimate Deletion. The Ultimate Deletion, which is all right, Illa. This shit is hilarious as fuck because you know WWE's not writing this because of the attention to detail. It's clearly some Matt Hardy shit. All right. So before the Ultimate Deletion aired, and apparently they didn't air the Ultimate Deletion in the arena because officials and WWE were unsure how the audience would react to it. All right. So Michael Cole is like, we apologize for what we're about to show you. Hilariously, after Raw, Matt Hardy's drone, Vanguard One, started following Michael Cole on Twitter and tweeted he's under surveillance. <laughs> Yo, I have to say, I was late to the deletion party. I didn't watch the Matt Hardy uh, versus Jeff Hardy final deletion match until either the end of last year or the beginning of this year. But Slam Bros, let me tell you, if you have not seen this, go on YouTube and find it because it is hilarious. Hilarious. And this ultimate deletion... I don't know if it equaled it or what. I mean, it was still good in its own right because of all the ridiculous over-the-top stuff that that came to the table. This is the first time in WWE where they really tapped into the broken Matt Hardy uh, zeitgeist. I mean, they really got it this time. And I want to say, like, one of the guys behind the scenes who who, uh, helped write the original and, and produce the original was there producing this. But it worked. I mean, we had the fireworks. We had Vanguard One. 
We had uh, what's my man's name? Senior. Senior Benjamin. Senior Benjamin. <laughs> a special pop in by Jeff Hardy. I mean, no, you cannot forget Scarsgard, the dilapidated boat. <laughs> the boat has a name. Yes, the boat has a name. <laughs> the ultimate deletion was hilarious. it was way better than that bullshit that happened at the quote unquote Wyatt family house or whatever with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Yo, this it's just zany. Bro, this like, was Matt Hardy, He can't even. It's like part of the zaniness is like he can't even call things by their proper names. Or names that we recognize him as. Like, they take a moment out of the match when he's looking at a wheelchair and a lawnmower. And he's like, chair of wheels? Mower of lawn? Chair of wheels? <laughs> I mean, it's just comedy, bro. Like, the ultimate release shit was dope. And it was it was good to finally have the drone in action. Vanguard 1. And have just all the elements that really make the broken world work. So if WWE can can move forward with this, then I, it could actually be something. But I'm just... I think they're going to do it, and they're going to give Matt Hardy a little bit more leeway because that closed out Raw, and apparently ratings stayed, uh, stayed consistent for it. They were still up at like 3 million viewers, and it was the number one trending thing on Twitter, like even a few hours after Raw was over. Everyone's talking about this damn deletion. Alright, cause like um shit was gold, man. And I it's mean, like it's it's absurd, but the attention of deletion, like the what was it? The the field of dele- uh deleted men and they did the whole <laughs> Scooby Doo bit, yo know? <laughs> But they have to um he just needs a fresh opponent. And somebody like I would love to see him do this with AJ Styles. Well, here's the thing: you also have to thank Matt Hardy because Bray Wyatt is done. He fell into the lake of reincarnation, and once you you don't come out that lake the same. That's how it works. You fall in that lake, you come out a different person. Bray Wyatt's not coming out that lake. We get somebody new. Yeah, and I was just about to say, like, oh my God, is this gonna lead to Sister Abigail? What are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to see Sister Abigail or however they that. Yo, Husky that Harris might show up. Reason. All right. The easy answer, a lot of people were thinking, oh, he's going to fall in the lake and Husky Harris is going to show up. But that didn't happen. <laughs> like, they couldn't find the body. So I think because they couldn't find the body, we're going to get, like, a brand new character entirely. You know. Which would be dope. At this point... Bray Wyatt's run his course. I, I like the character of Bray with the Firefly. He was dope, you know, when he first came out. But WWE just gave him too many L's, and they really didn't build him up in the way that he needed to be to be this awesome threat. Um, and he can actually wrestle. You know, he can go. He can go on the mic. I think the character suited him. So I'm really curious how he's going to evolve. Um, I don't know. I mean, breaking up the Wyatt family did a disservice, you know, because... They were running roughshod. They were beating the crap out of the shield, and they were doing their thing. It's just now what you know as a solo act. Nobody can, a, he started he a cult fizzling. leader with no cult, you know. Yeah, and yeah, it don't make work. It make no sense. Because I mean, now that they're doing something with Braun Strowman and the Bludgeon Brothers, like everybody's catching their stride, and then Bray's, you know, left there, you know, with with his nuts flapping in the wind. So it's like they have to do something with him. Well, what a terrible visual. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that one. 
slam bros. Um, but they have to do something to revitalize his character. So I don't know if he's gonna come back because when you when you get go through the lake, don't you come back and you're a part of Matt Hardy's crew? No, not necessarily. You always come back as a different character. Now what we've seen is they are previous characters or vessels that have inherited your your your, your body. So most of the time, um, you go in the lake and you come back as a as a previous gimmick. So uh, there was a time when like Matt kept dunking someone in the lake until he got the version of the person he wanted. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, like, but this was the first time it hit on all cylinders because I was getting tired of Matt Hardy and his woken crap. See, I said, you need, you need, like, him just laughing isn't enough. And no. they even joke about the laughing too in the final in the ultimate deletion. He's like, "The time for laughter is over." <laughs> and they start wrestling. But see, what I what I was curious about, like, why hasn't to me WWE should have had the drone inside the arena? You can do oh, that easily now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have Vanguard One just surveilling the audience, you know. And it's so many different things that they could do that they just aren't leveraging and having them pop up on screen with that stupid laugh. It just got tired. It's like a joke that went on too long. Like we liked it the first day, night out, and then what? I I think they had to ensure that they had all the the rights to what they could do, and if they couldn't, they're gonna make stuff because um, they kind of I described it as like a crash course in the Woken universe. Like they introduced King Maxwell, uh, Lord Wolfgang, Queen Rebecca, Senior Benjamin, and Vanguard One. Also, and um. Damn the draft too, and his love of green beans all the same night. <laughs> Smartly, um, if they had opportunity, they would have spaced out these inv- vignettes, you know, over time. Because how they originally aired, like they were over time. It was like, yo, you got to see what the hell the Hardys are doing this week. This man's tossing to goddamn giraffe, and he thinks this is Joe Fraser, and he's getting like boxing tips from a goddamn like kangaroo. Also, Matt Hardy has a kangaroo on his property. How big is that Hardy compound? All right. Um, it's, it's like all that stuff was spaced out. So this was like, yo, they had to crash course people into this and get them ready for it. And people were ready. Like, clearly, people were ready. People loved the shit. They were watching. They didn't turn the channel. Um, Bray Wyatt is now gone, thanks to Matt Hardy. Uh, Matt Hardy's wife is getting paid. His uh, father-in-law is getting paid. His damn kids is going to be getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Senior Benjamin. <laughs> Under the boat, though. That's yeah. <laughs> As I'm watching it, I was like, my man, Senior Benjamin popped off. <laughs> but it's like, but it was also great was Bray's reaction. She's like, when the fireworks went off, and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, if Bray Wyatt is freaked out, you're doing the right thing. Bro, oh, it's just man. like. It's so absurd, and they're just taking pins in the yard. So it's like the ref is like, I can't believe I got to do a pin attempt here in the middle of this damn graveyard, but okay. <laughs> you know, and there's like throwbacks, like the tractor, like the um the backhoe, I think was like from the Wyatt thing, man. Like, like I mean, this is attention to detail that like Matt Hardy does. So, uh, you know, shout outs to them. Shout outs to them. So I'll and be curious also, to see what comes yeah. next. Yeah, you got to keep going. 
Um, yo, so let's let's get to the biggest thing in wrestling right now, which is Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared to return to the ring, and he already took a beatdown. So, um, me being, I know he's supposed to be the cynic, but my thing was like, yo, damn, they only cleared this man so he would wrestle, and then he would re up his contract. And then they will unclear him from wrestling again, prevent him from going to uh, Ring of Honor and doing the Cody Rhodes show. That's cynical me. But uh, listening to Daniel Bryan, he's like, yo, this is something he's been working at for like three years. Getting all these tests done, trying to get proved that he, you know, he can wrestle. And so if he's healthy, then you'll let the man wrestle, man. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lie, man. Like his speech, one of the best promos when he's like, I'm back. Fight for what you believe in. Keep fighting. Um, and, and the second thing I was thinking is like, damn, Daniel Bryan is back for five minutes and he's already fucking up WWE shit by being the most over person on TV. I mean, he was over when he wasn't wrestling, so <laughs> it only makes sense. The thing right. is, can they protect him? And can uh, they protect him from himself? And not, you know, avoid the, the headshots and the other trauma that's injured him before and, and sidelined him before. Yeah, that's the thing. I wasn't, um, I can't believe the first night back, you know, he already took some bumps. And, you know, kayfade, he took the most devastating move in the WWE currently right now, the powerbomb in the apron, you know. Um, and all you can think is watch the head. You know, watch yeah, I mean, the head. But yo, Illa, man, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was, I was getting a little emotional when he threw that German suplex, and he was doing those kicks. I was like, damn, yo, like, you missed it. I'm glad <laughs> it was back. I, I was like, you take it in. I couldn't just to be in the arena. I, I guess would be something else. But I was like, damn, like, this man's back for five minutes. He's, he's done like probably 15 minutes of screen time, and like everyone's invested. And everyone's following the storyline the way they should be. And they're not just being like, you know, assholes as you get the, the reaction of Roman Reigns. I mean, it's it's a general love for Daniel Bryan. It's a manufactured, like, oh, God, we got to do with this for, like, Reigns. And and I hope that they, they book the card appropriately and stop trying to do the Reigns thing. And just let Bryan eat. You know, oh, I mean, it's 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 what it is. Like Daniel Bryan is far more over than Roman Reigns, but the only good things Reigns has is he's gonna close. Well, he won't. That shouldn't close out the show. They should close out the show with one of the title belts. So, I mean, Roman is he's he's for the universal, but oh like, yeah, 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 you yeah, got I'm tripping. You have AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the Which WWE. It's gonna title. be good. Which is gonna be a workhorse match, I uh, which I uh, you could argue close the show, but probably won't because for American audiences, no, one, they haven't really seen Nakamura or AJ like that, relatively speaking. All right, Brock Lesnar is your draw, um, but Brock Lesnar didn't close the match last year at WrestleMania. Um, that was Roman Reigns in the Undertaker match, but also I do think. No oh, if they way. learn their lesson, they will Wait. not do a 20-minute Roman Reigns match to close out WrestleMania. Yo. It'll be quick like the Goldberg match. Six minutes. They throw hands. They change the belt. 
you know. Yo, they will not do this Undertaker John Cena at the end of this at WrestleMania. I am so not here for that. No. They they you you said yourself, man. You know your hashtag. <sighs> Damn it. I mean, it's Undertaker and John Cena. No, nah, they got to close it out with a title with the title changing. They didn't um, do it last year. Yeah, but this is different. That that's the that's the whole thing. So they got to close it out with Roman winning the title from Brock. Um, Undertaker Cena is probably gonna be third from last because it'll probably be that match, then a women's match, and then Undertaker Brock. It's probably is my guess at how you the mean, card uh, will go. Roman Brock. I, I mean, like, but you have Daniel Bryan possibly returning to the. the that the would place probably be the he, kickoff match. As a matter of fact, just title? to space it out, they probably do Daniel Bryan, and they'll probably do the Shinsuke AJ. Early on, question is: Do they want their moments? All right. If they put on Brian early in the show, they're not going to get their moments. Crowd's going to be done. Yeah. Crowd's going to be done. On top of remember how fucking long WrestleMania is, man. So it's like show's long already, and if Roman goes on last, that's shit that no one cares about. After sitting there watching eight hours of wrestling. All right. Now, beyond Daniel Bryan, uh, the other major occurrence on SmackDown to me was how they brought back the Money in the Bank. um, Money in the Bank briefcase back into play. Because that doesn't bode, bode well for Asuka. When she waxes Charlotte's narrow ass at Mania and captures that women's title. If they then have Carmella run in and cash in on her, I will be so heated. Now, I mean. Like that would be be the person who breaks the streak. Oh my God, that would be. Hashtag WWE logic with fury. Now, why is it the hell that we've been. We're. WrestleMania 20 was the first time Money in the Bank happened, right? Right? Was it WrestleMania think, 20 or 21? So. 21. So, how in the hell that referees haven't figured out what the hell cashing is at this time? Like, do they have to actually physically hand the belt? Does, like, the announcer have to announce that they're attempting to cash in? Who's that announcement for? Is it for officials in the back? Is it for the audience to know what's going on? Like, who's it for? Does the referee need to actually check the contract in the briefcase? Like, what are the mechanics of a cash-in that, like, these cash-in people... This is, like, the second time Camilla's failed, right? The first time she came out there running, she almost lost her hat. And, like, the referee was taking two years to try and get the, the, the process right. Couldn't mess up. So what happened this time? Like, she tried in the middle of a match. So, was it turned into a three-way? No, the bell didn't ring. So, the cash-in didn't count. So, But when Seth cashed, when Seth, didn't he cash in against Brock and Roman? Yeah, and it turned into a three-way. three-way. It turned into a triple threat at that point. Yeah. So, so that's probably what would have happened. It would have probably The Charlotte match. I think Natalie if it's match. during the match, then it's a triple threat. So, the, the, the Natalie match. Natalia. Natalia. 
an Italian match was going on, but she didn't get to ring the bell to include herself in the match. But Natalie Natalia still got the win. Yes. So she got the win over Charlotte, which of course hashtag WWE logic make her Tell you know look yo, roll up bro. beatable. That's well, that's she one heads of the strongest Mania. moves in. That's one of the strongest moves in wrestling. You know. Um. I mean, anyway it goes, even if Charlotte beat Oscar and, and, you know, broke the streak and then Carmella cat, whatever the case, if Carmella cashes in and becomes champ, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I want Oscar with that belt. That I, would be so wet. One of the things I saw in the dirt sheet, it's, it's crazy, but uh, they say one of the plans is that Oscar's going to hold the belt for a year and then finally drop it to Ronda Rousey at next year's WrestleMania. Which again would be whack, but I could see them doing that. I could see them doing that, but because they they're gonna bank on Rousey. But um, no, Oscar's way to go. No, I'm so we gotta figure out these. Someone, yo, in the comments, someone write down the rules of the, the briefcase because Carmella still has a briefcase. Like, what does it take? To, like, all right. Oh man. What else? Was that, is this, that's that SmackDown for the most part? Didn't Naomi wrestle? I'm pretty sure I saw some. Who's in Naomi wrestling? I don't. I remember the Usos. I remember Baron Corbin versus Todd Dellinger. Nakamura versus Rusev, which was a good match. It was a good quick match. They have really good chemistry with each other. Um, Yo, I think. It, well, oh, Happy Becky Pace. Lynch. Becky Lynch and Naomi wrestled. Did you have a? And a, that was a, a quick Rusev match day? as well. I always have a great Rusev day. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Becky Lynch and Naomi. Okay, all right. And there was some kind of, you know, Jinder Mahal popped up spitting some kind of booty chatter. Uh, and then Randy Orton, they had some kind of, they all had some kind of robotic exchange. You know, <laughs> where you could tell they were reading from the script. And um, I don't know, SmackDown, you know, it's kind of, it's mania season, so everything's kind of leading into that, but for the people who are not priority on SmackDown, they are definitely shown that they are not priority. I mean, there's a difference from this year's SmackDown to like SmackDown from a year ago. Uh, they lost their head writer, you know, so it's it seems that the personality that SmackDown Live, when it originally premiered, created is now gone. That identity's definitely gone. And I think also the, the loss of talking smack really uh, affected SmackDown. And some of the things they were doing, like the cold opens, the vignettes, <clears throat> you know, the interactions between the rosters are, are gone. And those small things, they were small things, but they go a long way from setting the show apart and building a, an identity for the show and making it interesting. Yeah, but I mean, that's WWE. They don't want SmackDown to do as well. It seems like they don't want, you know, they want Raw to always be the flagship. And Raw is, I mean, SmackDown always gets on that level. And then, you know, they do some hashtag WWE logic to kind of undercut it. And it makes no sense to me. But it's WWE logic, so of course it makes no sense to me. It don't make no sense. Yeah, we get it. But cool. Is there anything else? Nah, man. We got. Uh, well, I guess we'll save anything else for the next 
anniversary, the next 50th anniversary, uh, which is coming up really soon. Next time y'all catch us for WrestleMania, uh, we'll figure out something for our WrestleMania preview show. Uh, try and lock down a guest, new face, maybe, or an old face, or a couple of faces. You know, maybe yeah, some man. round table action. Yeah, man, we'll get yeah we'll get a bunch of tables in here, man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you know the rest. Oh, you get it right. You get it because Devon gets the tables. Of course. Um, uh, hey, boys and girls, do not eat pancakes from out of a, a leotard, even if it does come from Big E. Just, just don't. Ugh. Just don't. Um, also, all right, you know what? Before we get out of here, question. Are pancakes a stereotype? All right, now I enjoy okay, pancakes we, 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 we may need to do a poll on Slambo's right. Twitter. Which is more disgusting, the Bray Wyatt ball reference or the pancakes and Big E's leotard reference? I don't know. Right, We're going to have right. to have people vote. Tell us what's up. Also, what, there's been talk on Twitter that like the New Day's love of pancakes is a racial stereotype. And I was like, what? Who doesn't is love it? pancakes? Like, is the love of pancakes like, is this a thing? Is it a thing? Have you heard about this? I have not. Has that even been like, oh, oh, you like those pancakes because yeah, ooh, ooh, you're a black guy from Texas. Ooh, mm, like any hotel guys come up to you? Be like, yo, let me tell you the evils of these white devils in their powder. <laughs> Is, like, no. So where's this coming from? I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, how you can hate pancakes. I mean. They're sweet, lovely, and delicious. All right, so, uh, but I like breakfast food, so you know, give me some some French toast or some waffles, and you know, scrambled eggs with cheese, and, you know, a little hash browns. I mean, your man's your man's doing getting busy. Yeah, he sat right there. There's breakfast right there. So I don't know. Uh, let us know. Apparently, um, where it comes from, it's not stopping me from eating pancakes. I'm tell you that much. <laughs> Yo, holla at us on Twitter at. <laughs> Slam Bros Pod. You can reach me at IllaYC or on the Instagrammaticals at YC the Champ. And where can they find you, Mr. Bowman? You can find me on Twitter at Bowman12L. That is Bowman12L. You can also find me on Instagram at Bowman12L. Um trying to get my raw game back up you follow us at slam Bros pod we of course will be live tweeting most pay-per-views for the most part raw and smackdown um i teach swim lessons during the first hour of raw and the first hour of smackdown so that's why i come in late so what after that you have some random observations from the bowman so uh you know follow us on twitter for uh, musings on wrestling and tell a friend to tell a friend follow us on twitter on soundcloud itunes uh, i think we're on the google play store uh stitcher or wherever you subscribe to uh podcasts even if you're an old school rss feeder you'll get on it tell a friend tell a friend we in here all right here's to another 50 episodes uh shout out alberto Keep doing you. Uh, shout out to the fans. 
uh, keep coming back. And Illa, see you next time.